Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. As hip-hop emerged into the mainstream, it was largely regarded as a genre dominated by men. Almost all the biggest artists were men, and much of their music was infused with a masculinity that often verged into outright misogyny. But of course, hip-hop has always been about more than the dudes, and in the Bay Area, there were women rapping right from the start. Some of those legends join us in the studio today for this latest edition of our collaboration with KQED Arts Hip-Hop History. That's my word. Here comes the top notch after this news. Sugar, 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 sugar. That's my sister. You know what I Sprinkle me, girl. 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 Sugar, sugar. That's what they call me. That's my sister. I ain't right. Sprinkle me, girl. 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 Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. All this year, we are collaborating with the KQED Arts team to bring you a taste of what they're doing with That's My Word, which is their groundbreaking, year-long investigation and clarification of the Bay Area's role in the global culture-making of hip-hop. Today, we dive into an area that Nastia Vonovskaya, associate editor on the team, has been writing about for years, and that's the role of women in Bay Area hip-hop. Welcome back to the show, Nastia. Thanks so much for having me, Alexis. So, Nastia, I know we're going to have some of the legends of Bay Area hip-hop in the house with us, but can you help us lay the foundation here for people who don't follow this art form closely? Like, what are some of the big narratives around women in hip-hop? Yeah, well, so if if you look at the um, most prominent artists of Bay Area hip-hop, uh, in the national conversation, it's usually men's names like E-40 and Too Short that are mentioned, Um, But here in the Bay Area, women have been involved in every level of the culture from being MCs and DJs to promoters and journalists from the very foundation. But um, sometimes those contributions get overshadowed by these narratives about women in hip hop, for example, that... For so long in the 90s and 2000s, there, there was kind of this um, this narrative in the media that there could only be one queen of rap. <laughs> and, um, and So that would be what, like Little Kim? Yeah, or Nicki Minaj, and kind of every, every woman that rose to prominence would kind of get measured up against them. But, um, you know, in, in really digging into the history, um, I found that it, it, from the beginning, there was actually really this community of women supporting each other. Hmm. 
You know, I mean, it's true. You hear about it in all genres of music going back decades that a lot of the people who were in the music industry didn't really respect the contributions of, of women artists. So how did women in this Bay Area hip hop scene kind of confront and deal with and finagle that music industry so that they could put out their their art? Well, a lot of women in the Bay Area are just bold and didn't let it stop them. Like in, in interviews I've had with artists, including some of the ones we're going to hear from today, they they weren't really thinking about, you know, like, how am I going to do this as a woman in this male dominated space? They were just like, I like this music. I'm a dope MC. I'm going to do this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of women in the beginning kind of rose up um alongside male artists like so um starting in the late 80s you know you had too short really putting oakland on the map and then um alongside him at 75 girls records there was also kimmy fresh and cassidy um and then mc hammer as well was you know one of the the biggest selling artists uh, of the late 80s and he put together his three dancers um Little P, Sweet LD, and Terrible T, and they formed the group Oaktown Three Five Seven, and and they they also became hitmakers. So, um, and th- that trend kind of continued in the '90s with women maybe starting as part of a male crew, but then really making their mark with their yeah. artistry. So we have uh, first cut this morning. We're gonna be listening to some great music. Uh, we've got Oaktown's Three Five Seven, and this is uh, Juicy Gotcha Crazy. Juicy got him crazy. That was Juicy Gotcha Crazy from Oaktown's 357. The video on this is also amazing. I mean, you can find it on YouTube. And already you see some of the elements that we associate with Bay Area hip hop and that like kind of this humor and this fun, also this like incredible dancing. Yeah, absolutely. Such a fun track. Yeah. Um, you've written a bunch of different stories about women in Bay Area hip hop. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the Conscious Daughters and how they kind of play into uh, Bay Area hip hop's history. Absolutely. So the Conscious Daughters are one of my absolute favorite groups, um, not just from the Bay Area, but period. But so they they were CMG and Special One, um, a duo that formed uh, the, in, when they were in high school in El Cerrito. Um, Special One's from Oakland. Um, and... They, they uh, came onto the scene um, rapping at all these battles and, and ciphers, um, handing out their demo tape. Um, and one day they handed a tape to Paris, the San Francisco rapper, mm. um, very boldly political, revolutionary, known as the Black Panther of hip hop. Um, 
and he um he saw their potential and kind of took them under his wing um and he produced what ended up being their 1993 debut album Ear to the Street. Oh, that's awesome. So we have Carla CMG on the line with us. She, of course, is one half of Conscious Daughters, who Nasty was just telling us about. Uh, welcome to the show, Carla. Good morning. Sorry, <laughs> guys. So, so good to have you on. Um, just so we make sure that we're honoring both sides of the Conscious Daughters, why don't you tell us what Special One was like, who we were making all this music with? Well, Special One, a.k.a. Carol Smith. And it's so funny because we're Carla and Carol. We had the, like the corniest names ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, but Carol was very much loved. Um, she was a comedian, an awesome rapper, great person. Just got along with anybody. We would be traveling in the airport, and I would be like, "Where's Carol?" She's sitting at the coffee shop with some 70-year-old, you know, man from Europe, you know, talking, just talking to him like, really? What was that like? Just deep conversation. You know, she really connected with anybody that she knew. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, in high school, she, you know, in the yearbook when they have all the most likely to, well, she was most likely, she was class clown. She was best athlete. Cause she played softball and basketball and was great at it. She was hitting like 30 points a game in basketball. And then she um, played most likely, uh, she was most likely to be like successful or something yeah. like that. She had, she had three things in the yearbook. She was really, really, really popular in school. Yeah. Um, she was my best friend, right? Yeah. She was also a radio host and a DJ with, with this just big, huge personality. Yeah. And you know her mom was real funny too. Like I, I would go to her house and it would be I would just be laughing all day. They're <laughs> hilarious, right? Uh, Carla- her dad, um, she didn't really know very well. He had a mental breakdown, so he spent most of his time in a mental hospital. Mm. And I'll never forget the one time she went to go see him. He was like, "Who are you? I don't have any daughter." Oh man! And then she was like, "I'm your damn daughter, damn it! Sit your <laughs> ass down. Listen to what I had to say." <laughs> Um, she didn't take it personally you know what I mean she knew that he had mental issues and she just really made him sit down and listen to what she had to say she was just an awesome 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 person anybody who had connections with her would would say that was my girl she was everywhere she was everywhere she was always out partying she loved to party she was always at the clubs you know I had a son in 97 and so I wasn't able to go out a lot. And she was at, you know, she was just club surfing, yeah. you know, hosting parties. And Carla, I want to, uh, I want to cut it only because I want to play, I want to play one of your songs so people can hear, you know, for those who aren't already familiar with the Conscious Daughters, I want to play um, something to ride to, Funky Expedition. Trip. 
DMG and K, and we fits to make a grip coming straight from out the O, so you know that we got the funky track that's fat. But anyway, it's my turn, so let me introduce special one first up from the gangster crew known as CCD with the title and the rep. It's quite apparent, serving funky hits to keep your punk tricks staring. Pump it up, Mac hits for your ears, kicking loud and clear, making floor disappear, hitting donuts in a tray sideways. To the next, like triple gold things, and the kids tight. Five deep, mobbing through in the town. Deuce tone, gangster flank with the top down. Damn, the hits hitting hard in the truck. Got me three wheels, switch it on them. Is on the next block, headed straight to the top. And as long as my skills pay the That was the conscious daughter, something to ride to, funky expedition. Um, so talk to me about, like, what was the idea, uh, the kind of music you wanted to put out with the Conscious Daughters? Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> there we go. No problem. Well, you know, without telling my age, okay, <laughs> we, we came up basically in the 80s, right? So we were exposed to a lot of music. So Carol came, had a, ra- a big, heavy, strong radio background because she, her mom worked for KDIA radio station with Bob Jones, I think was his name. He's like a legend in radio, right? Or Bob, I can't remember. I think that's his name. Anyway, so KDIA was this little radio station on the side of the Bay Bridge. It was a little white house mm. with KDIA on it. And it's very, it's a very classic radio. But so she would go in there starting at the age of like six. And by the time she was 12, she knew how to operate all that equipment. <laughs> Not only that, she got free records, free cassettes, and free access to a lot of music. So when she and I became best friends, her mom gifted her some turntables um, for her birthday because she always wanted those. And she was able to spin records, and that's kind of when we started getting into hip-hop early because it was we were exposed to a lot of New York hip-hop at a very early age because she would get, you know, tapes and cassettes from WBLS, hip-hop station in New York, and, you know, the, the Mr. Magic show and, huh. and the Awesome 2. And, you know, we had all this New York rap, you know, early on. I mean, there was it was going on in the, in the Bay Area, but we knew more about the New York rap. Yeah. So we kind of we took to that. Um, heavily influenced by Run DMC, the Roxanne's. Um, you know, my one of my idols is Shy Rock. She's an MC from the Funky Four Plus One More. She's one of the first pi- women pioneer hip hop artists. And so um, we knew by the time we got to high school, before we put out our music, we uh, we had a radio station at our high school. And when we got there, um, Carol signed up for the station, and so she. She um, when she got there, the, the the director said that he couldn't he couldn't teach her anything. She knew everything. <laughs> she knew everything. We are talking about women who pioneered Bay Area rap with Carla CMG Green, one half of the Conscious Daughters, and Nastia Bonovskaya, associated with KQED Arts. I'm Alexis Magical. Stay tuned for more right after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrid. We're talking about women who pioneered Bay Area rap with Nastia Bonaskaya, associate editor with KQED Arts, and Carla CMG Green, one half of Conscious Daughters, a pioneering American female hip-hop duo from the Bay Area. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think are some of the most influential women in Bay Area hip-hop? For longtime fans, who are some of your favorite women rappers from the Bay Area. You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or KQED Forum. Um, Nastia, you have gotten really deep into the Conscious <laughs> Daughters. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about just kind of the, the lyrical range that we see out of Carla's group. Absolutely. So we just heard something to ride to Funky Expedition, this really hard mom music track you could cruise to in your car. They had these up-tempo party anthems. And then they also were so ahead of their time in commenting on women's issues in their lyrics. Um, Another hit of theirs, uh, the censored version is called Sticky Situation, but it's kind of a a warning song about teen pregnancy. They also have songs where they're they're kind of clowning misogynistic guys that just want a woman to clean their house and be their (laughs) maid. And then then some of their later work, um, they they actually have a track about um, getting revenge on domestic abusers. Carla, was that something that you were, was that just what life was and so you were writing about it or did you be like, were you like, all right, this, we need this kind of women's take on these issues? Well, you know, we were um, discovered by Paris, who was a political rapper from San Francisco. He stands very much for the upliftment of women and black power. Mm -hmm. And when he put us out, he, he said, the one thing that I want to do with you guys is for every album, have a true message song to uplift women or some sort of message. So he wrote each of those songs, one song for each album. On the first album, um, it was The Sticky Situation. It was about teen pre- pregnancy. What, it wasn't me or Carol. Neither one of us were had you know kids in our teens. Um, second album, we did a song about AIDS. It was called All Caught Up because AIDS was big at that time. And he wanted to put out a message about AIDS, so Paris wrote that. And then on the third one, Dirty Little Secret, um, was about uh, domestic violence, of which both of us did did experience. Um, it wasn't quite our story. Um, Paris wrote it, and you know we kind of put our twist on it. Um, but amazing, amazing work, and definitely a message that is it means a lot. And a lot of women don't talk about it, so we really wanted to tap in on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, did you see the music industry, the recording industry? as being kind of stacked against women? Or did you feel like it was something that you knew how to navigate, you know, maybe with with both um, Special One and Paris and other people in your... You know, I don't know that we really thought about it. We were really hungry. Like, we had been in radio since we were in high school. We were already popular on the radio station. It was a little 10-watt station. And so people started getting to know us. We were going to clubs, grabbing mics, just rapping in ciphers with Mystic the whole time was there with us. And, you know, so I we kind of did feel like a lot of women didn't really get on. And, yeah. and a lot of the guys that were here didn't really put us in any of us out before we met Paris. 
of course. And so we would just jump in the ciphers, which was the circle of rappers, you know, battling and all this stuff. And um, really take it upon ourselves to be seen and be heard and be known, you know. And we just wanted to be on TV and on the radio, <laughs> you know. We're like, we wanted people to see us, you know. Yeah. And then that's that's a lot of the reason why a lot of women in the 90s dressed like guys. We had the baggy jeans and, you know, we had the gangster look when that came out. We wanted to show that we could do the same without using our selling or using our bodies, basically. All right. Let's uh, listen to another Conscious Daughter song. Um, this is uh, We Roll Deep, another one of your hits. 10.35 on a Saturday night. The mob is rolling deep, hitting switches. I'm feeling all right. Me and my homies just T-Cat. And special one, we do it in the summer in Oaktown. It's strictly fun. Check the episode and the flow as I run it down to you. Ask you how it sounds to you. See, I grew a little in my... 92, and now it's 94 and see it's doper than most Getting paid while them other fools fade Cause they can't come close yeah. I want some new and proof Gotta get my type trip When the rhyme hit You're not to mess with The C before the MG Never friendly Cause I never see the value When you getting close to me And that's real G So check out the realism In words written The kitten you're never hitting Still shocking it And giving y'all a little more Of that funky good ghetto sound So don't sleep that is uh, the Conscious Daughters. Uh, we roll deep. We want to bring in another voice into our conversation. We've got Sugar T with us here. And let's just tell listeners who you are. I mean, you came up with your brother who eventually became a Bay Area legend, E-40. And you were all in a, in a group together, The Click. How'd you all uh, get started making music together? Yeah, so of course we, um, you know, uh, making music together was a part of the professional uh, <laughs> part, but um, I grew up singing in church and oh. yeah, in the choir. I was coached by my aunts at five years old, you know, getting in front of the choir to sing. <laughs> my grandfather was a pastor, so I was like the savior to my aunts, like, oh my God, you know, she's going to sing today. We're taking a break. <laughs> and it worked really good because, you know, they end up coaching me and making me, you know, um, not afraid to get in front of people and to have confidence. And, you know, that was the start of, you know, my musical uh, proportion of it. Yeah. And then, of course, my grandfather, I mean, it was a musician. All my family was musicians. My grandfather's my aunts. They play pianos, guitars, drums. We play drums. I play drums. I play the guitar. My dad is a guitar blues player, you know, growing up on his lap, listening to music, sitting with him and them giving us the mic and just trying to see us what we could become and yeah. letting us just be free about it. And then eventually, you know, I got involved with with the professional side of music. First recording a singing album. Really? Uh -huh. What yeah. did it sound like? Um, It was it was unique. There was some kind of a talent show going on and they were like, oh, you know, we're looking for some singers. And it was actually Studio Tone. And this was before he even knew my brothers. And I was about 14 um, with a, a best friend uh, at that time. And so we were like, we're going to go play with this stuff, you know. And we just went and started, you know, going to visit. And, you know, thank God he wasn't a predator, that, you know, because we didn't know no better. But we started visiting and... um. And then we ended up uh, working on a singing song. Mm -hmm. But in between that time, I had done talent shows and uh -huh. I created cheerleading groups, you know, as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. Yeah. I was in the working room. You were a performer. I was yeah. a performer with business, too. Yeah. So I was making, you know, like eight years old, I was an entrepreneur, you know. <laughs> so I came, you know, it was like a balance, uh -huh. like, between that and that. And then, of course, uh, you know, in schools, freestyling, having fun with, you know, Run DMC and playing and hearing different artists and getting, you know, 
involved people like Too Short and then eventually getting into some trouble <laughs> mm-hmm. and going the wrong direction. Um, I came together with my family, but we didn't have a group at that time. Yeah. I had another partner, Sugar and Spice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was called Biker Season. Yeah, yeah. And then, so we were all a big group with all my cousins and all my brothers, and we were all kind of, you know, in our little boxes and places and spaces, but as a, still as a unit called MVP. Uh-huh. Then we became the clique. I helped found the group together and, um, and support the individuals that were around and was coached as an executive in the business to be able to, you know, learn how to run a label um, and continue with the business Ackerman and music was a part of that as well. Well, let's listen in to one of your songs. Let's listen to uh, Sprinkle Me. Time of time This is uh, Sprinkle Me, one of the hits by Sugar T, E-40. Um, let's bring in, we happen to have on the line, uh, you're just hearing Sugar T talk about how she was a performer and she had done all kinds of different entertaining. And we happen to have Amy from Berkeley on the line who wants to uh, talk about that. <laughs> hey, Miss hey, Sugar T, um, last time, I was just, when I called in, first of all, I got to tell you, I'm so excited to hear you on the radio, and I was texting my whole family, <laughs> and even, like, one of my niece, uh, her name is Naya, a.k.a. Babe Girls, her rap name, um, but anyway, I was just texting them, and I was like, Sugar T was in my class at Laney College, <laughs> and I told the, um, and I remember when you missed a few weeks of class, because you said you have to go work on a music video. And at that time, I think, like, the only person any of us had seen in a music video was Michael Jackson, because videos weren't a thing then. And then all of a sudden, you started blowing up even before you made it back to class. And so um, you introduced me to music videos being made, you know, here in the Bay. <laughs> and, um, and then I saw you on a film set when we were both working in the film. And what was it, Black, Black something? Black August. And I came to visit you in your your dressing room, and you had the actor's handbook in your makeup. (laughs) And you were like, you told me how you read it. And so I just wanted to speak. I'm just like so excited to hear you back here. And um, I hope I get to see you on a set again sometime soon. Um, But I just wanted to speak to you and your professionalism and dedication to your art. As, As a singer and as an actor. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being patient with me and being such a great teacher. (laughs) You should contact me. Um, I would love to make sure I get your information so we can stay connected and continue the saga. And I'm happy to know you're still working at it. You know, women empowerment. I just uh, started a museum Mm and called her museum about a year ago and and a half here in San Francisco in the Tenderloin. So it's women and girl Uh empowerment, community uh, wellness, smart arts. And um, because the arts, it's been taken a whole different direction and I have a problem with that. So, you know, um, and as well as um, our, us highlighting women um, who are positive role models, starting with our San Francisco black women in the arts um, who paved the way. But um, we serve all women and girls. We have, you know, all different types of mentor programs and just elements that continue to keep the arts smart mm-hmm. and continue to highlight the historians so that, you know, we as historians and as women in general, you know, continue to be highlighted in appreciate it um, for who we are and what we do and continue to bring others along with us with the well-rounded experience. So, yeah. Um, Carla, I wanted to ask you about, you know, kind of came up around the same time as Sugar Tea and you guys actually knew each other and and worked together. Why don't you tell us a little bit about just how you all came together to to work together? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, in the 90s, there was really a lot of so many artists that we all came up together, not just women, but specifically Sugar T and The Click and Mystic and myself, you know, we kind of ran around the same circles because we were all on the come up at the same time and we would see each other and hang out and, you know, we're still great friends. I mean, we're like sisters <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we know each other's families, kids, we've gone, you know, we have barbecues together and it's just really a big experience. I did talk to Mystic this morning who couldn't, unfortunately couldn't make it this morning. She had an emergency, mm-hmm. but she did want me to share that, you know, about our sisterhood and how Sugar T and I and, and Conscious Daughters really um, inspired her a lot and took, you know, kind of took her under our wing as we were coming out. We were just a few years ahead of her um, as far as getting music out and, we really had a sisterhood. We included each other. You know, we wanted to support each other because we didn't get a lot of opportunities and the guys weren't just really doing nothing for us. We really had to go and get it. Yeah. And we were serious about it. <laughs> and, you know, so whenever we saw each other, we would hug and be like, hey, hey. And then we would just huddle, you know, and, and jump yeah. in and out of those ciphers I was telling you about and, and, you know, get out there and freestyle and do it. And, you know, Sugar's still my sister. You know, we talk, I haven't talked to her. I haven't called her in a few weeks. Sorry, Sugar. We got to connect. I love her. I would do anything for her, you know, and, we, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that we all actually made it, yeah. you know, and that, that's very rare. And especially for women to, to have such camaraderie. Yeah. Because we there's so many yeah. girl groups that just don't get along. Girl, you, you know, know tell the truth. Group, I'm the bully but... sister. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one that when everybody's ready to give up, I'm like, oh girl, no. We ain't about to stop. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh no, 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 True. no. And she like, sugar, you don't like nobody. I'm like, no, I just know who's doing what and why they doing it and when they doing it and when they doing it. You know? <laughs> so I'm I'm that type of sister. And actually, Carla, CMG. Um, Because that's her brand. So we're going to keep her CMG brand of the Conscious Daughters. When I met them, um, I was actually in a club. uh, Well, we seen each other, of course, around. But then I would go to clubs by myself before I got famous. Because we started in 86. Um, In 84, we started playing around with it. But 86, we got a little more serious. Right. And I would literally go to the clubs by myself. Like before I knew that people was crazy over famous people, you know, and she would see me her in special one, um, may her soul rest in peace. And she'd be like, girl, what you doing up in here by yourself? I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) 
I'm having fun. Because uh. <laughs> for me, music was fun. It was like not, the, it wasn't about the music. It was about me getting away from my kids. Because uh-huh. I was a mother, just uh. for that moment, I know it's a bad thing. I'm a good mother now. <laughs> and grandmother. But it was like, I'm young and I'm stuck in this house with these kids. I had two kids at 17 years old. My first one is 16. I was working at eight years old. I was working at 11. My mother didn't play with us. We worked and we had to bring a check in. And it was the best thing for us. But getting out into music gave me a chance to go and get wild and have yeah, fun. Yeah. And then my mother was always like, okay, girl, what time you get off the plane? Get your butt back and get these kids. I didn't have them. <laughs> so she, you know, but that was my chance to at least go have fun and do the uh, the running man while everybody else was going home and they go to the concerts. They could stay up all night, this and that. So my point of saying that is my experience was a little unique. It wasn't as, uh, I just happened to be good at, at music. And my brothers were very supportive to me. Yeah. It's when we got older, the men kind of fell into a different place. Mm. Um, not that they weren't supportive, but I think they just got lost in the matrix, you yeah, know, of yeah. what was going on with the presence of industry street and you know them trying to grow up themselves and understand certain things but at the end of the day i was i was very protected um i'm so grateful i couldn't stand my brothers because they was keeping men off me they made sure nobody came to my room at night they was on me like white on rice okay (laughs) and it was the best thing for me because i probably would have been anywhere and doing anything at any given time (laughs) (laughs) we are (laughs) talking with the women who pioneered Bay Area rap. We're joined by Sugar T. We're also joined by Carla CMG Green, one half of The Conscious Daughters, and Nastia Vonevskaya, associate editor with KQED Arts. We'd love to hear from you. Who do you think are some of the most influential women in Bay Area hip-hop? Or if you're a longtime fan, who are some of your favorite female rappers from the Bay Area? You can give us a call. Number 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're KQED Forum. We're going to listen in to uh, a track by Mystic and the Conscious Daughters. This one is called uh, Women's World. You know what I mean? It's summertime in the Bay, you know what I'm saying? Good vibe. We got Mystic. We got the daughters. We got Baby Doll up in here. You know what I mean? Just proud to be strong, independent females doing our own thing, man. You know what I mean? Hey, black man, listen. My mother's firstborn just happened to be me. F E L I N E. I bounce my scales through the heavens and hell. Damn, it feels good to be a female and just be able, y'all, to create life and maybe one day love a man and be his wife. But trust is a must, but this love ain't us. And I'm a fatherless child, wow, but I'm grown now. So hand me my hot comb and my hair grease. Got love for my moms, but not my deadbeats. Maybe I'll just take a long walk on the beach and just think about how I want my life to be And start caring about the positive people that love me And every now and then I wish my friends would hug me Sometimes it's hard when your life is a mess But I'm blessed Now I got the strength to shake the stress Yes, We are listening to Women's World by Mystic and the Conscious Daughters um, I wanted to share a couple of, uh, of tweets here. Sophia tweets, anyone else dancing in their seats this morning? I just simply enjoy listening to Forum on days like this. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is Forum. Stay tuned for more right after this break.
Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrid. We're talking about and with the women who pioneered Bay Area rap. We're joined by Nastya Vonovskaya, associate editor at KQED Arts, Carla CMG Green, one half of the Conscious Daughters, and Sugar T. Stevens, rapper and singer from Vallejo, California, originally founding member of The Click, rap group that includes her brothers E40 and D Shot and her cousin. Be legit. Also, actress, speaker, business owner, nonprofit executive, about a thing called uh, the Her, Her Museum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sugar, so you were just uh, you were talking about how you met Conscious Daughters and some of the other uh, folks in the in the Bay Area scene. Yes, yes, definitely. So I just wanted to highlight that they were girls that came and embraced me. So they was like, what you doing up in here by yourself? They're like, okay, you two, we got you. We're going to protect you. You ain't supposed to be by yourself because, you know, we all didn't run around with bodyguards at the time. We just kind of was our own bodyguard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know we needed them. So I just wanted to say that they that that's how we met is them embracing me as a little sister. And then us going on the road together, our management coming together and rocking stages. The Conscious Daughters is probably one of the greatest groups, girl groups that you know that was innovators that presented something that all of them are trying to do now um, that they just can't take away and their music and their presentations are timeless so you know so I, I was grateful to be able to continue to work with them and of course Mystic Mystic watched my girls my babies we would go places <laughs> I'd bring her with us you know as our little sister and she would babysit my, my daughters for me because I took my daughters to stations and all kind of places with me as uh, as a mother early the yeah. only one so they were great with my children and they're the type that you know my daughters you know when your kids get bigger you know they have stories and they be like somebody was mean to me you know and you like they was well they didn't seem like that was you know but it's like no they were mean and they slept all day and you know and you know because you're gone you don't know what's going on but mystic was one that my daughters they're now in their mid-30s they're 35 and 34 and they're parents of like you know they still love her they love her (laughs) to death so she you know so we had that experience very young as, as a sisterhood and support to one another and she was awesome with children and lastly we have a song together as well i put her on a song that's just beautiful up to this date it's just got a lot of cursing in it that's the reason why yeah, I yeah. Didn't bring it up here. <laughs> um we got another uh conscious daughters fan on the line mark in uh in berkeley you're on hey yeah hey thanks for taking my call i really appreciate it this is nice uh nice conversation some positivity on the air i love it um, I just really wanted to give a shout out to all the, you know, uh, female rappers and stuff in the Bay Area scene in particular, because, uh, you know, I've been collecting records and listening to rap and hip hop for, I mean, since, you know, Run DMC came out in the 80s. And, uh, and you know, the female rappers have always brought a level of positivity and, 
uh, consciousness to it that has been, you know, really refreshing and going back to Money Love and uh, JJ Fad and, and, and all of that. And, uh, and, you know, I just wanted to kind of give you all a high five and also um, uh, make a point. Um, there's a, uh, I know, Alexis, you're on Mastodon and there's a new uh, server based here in the Bay Area in Oakland. It's called Rap Social. Uh, it's a new instance uh, for the hip hop and rap community globally, but it's uh, it's a fellow named Gray Matter here in Oakland, uh, part of the rap hip hop community, and um, and he's on Mastodon, which is a big topic yeah. right now, of course, because as we know, as uh, Twitter melts PBS down, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, PBS and NPR, the latest uh, migrants, the latest to to, to take a walk from uh, the Twitter meltdown. So. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out hey, there. Hey, yeah, thank you so um, much, Mark. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, Carla, it must um, be just fascinating to have so many people um, all through time who just look to the Conscious Daughters as, yeah, just being innovators in the in the rap game here. Man, it's amazing. I, I just, I thank God every day. That's something that can never be taken away from me. I sleep so good at night knowing that these accomplishments that we've made. But it was there was a time when, you know, we felt forgotten, you know, like mm. when Napster came out mm. and ruined everything. And then all the record labels shut down. And just there was this, this period in 2000 where we just felt so forgotten about and overlooked. And then these these documentaries would come out. It would never include the West Coast and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fast forward 10 more years. It's now classic hip hop is a thing, right. you know, and, and we're able mm -hmm. to, you know, get on these shows. I've been doing some old school shows and, you know, mm -hmm. just we're still able to get out there and make money. And the people are loving the music still. Mm -hmm. And that just means everything. It feels mm -hmm. so good to be able to be a part of it. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I just got the spunk back in me. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Why don't I just do another album? So I've been saying yeah. that for like three years now. But I finally started it. So and she I, has I to finish the track that I sent her. <laughs> I got a track with all us women on it. I be trying to get the women together and get us on one track. Because I'm like, if we make one raw track, they can't deny us. Yeah. We all together. We smashing. And I know the men will support us. You know what I mean? We'll do our own version of five on it. <laughs> so, we, so, no, we're going to start with Bay Because we need to keep the Bay hot. Like, you know, the females in the Bay they kind of left us behind. So the track I'm trying to get is called Bay Solid. Like, you know, we need to represent women in the bay because nobody supports like they should the women in the bay in terms Very of true. the ogs the generals us pioneers that all the women are copying off of right now everything that they're doing today we already did this 36 years ago and they try to make <laughs> us feel like we're not relevant because we don't want to sell drugs and alcohol and violence and stripping and bullying and all that you know what i mean yeah. it's unnecessary when you got skills you don't have to do that so you know we were like she said earlier the men kind of got caught up in oh you gotta be hood you gotta and it's like like, no, we ain't doing all that. We already been there, done that. You're supposed to evolve, you know? <laughs> we're parenting. Right. We're grandparenting. We're women. We know what we about. We black women that's trying to represent something positive, trying to get away from the stereotype. You know, we're women who, you know, who can, who has helped carve this game you know of what they're doing so how y'all gonna try to put us out so yeah i just wanted to uh throw that in there yeah. uh, miss cmg yeah <laughs> that's, like, that's why you see like and, and when we first came out we were all tomboyish because we had to show, show that we didn't have to sell our bodies then fast forward to 96 mm -hmm. we came out with the hair down the lipstick mm -hmm. the look you know we were giving you the rest of us 
you know, yeah. which was the icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah, without know? having to show our butts. And every time you look around, we twerking and stanking and, you know, and doing this <laughs> stuff that don't make no doggone sense, you know. Buying houses instead of purses. Yes, Thank that's you. what leads me into my do it like me. That's why we have we have to become other business women and go get other credentials. That's why I went to school, you know, and got multiple degrees and also made sure I stayed well-rounded because they can make it embarrassing to call yourself a rapper with what's being presented today and overbranded with all these different outlets. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, so do it like me, which is my single mm-hmm. um, that I gave yeah, to you guys yeah, to play. Yeah. We got my it. recent, my 25th album, you know, that, that's been produced. Uh, that is the goal is to let people see that you can still do it and you can still be raw and you can make something that makes some sense out of content. And that, we not going to never die, you know. We multiply, right, CMG? <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, let's, do, uh, let's listen to Do It Like Me. <laughs> yeah, turn it up. Turn up. Way up. Let's get it. Way up. Champion, she already did it. First generation of rap, a heavy hitter. Non-perpetration, all gas, no quitter. Put respect on my name, clap back on a hater. Grown up, game tight swagger, old lady hustle, non-board dagger, uh, picture that in real life, now nah, I make believe and I do what I like, yeah, tell her that I'm coming for a real one on a helmet and I ain't giving up, I'm playing for real though, one of the first to co-venture with a major label, I'm with the business, it's a bad one in the building, bad girl dropping, brown skinning and winning, pick it up, get it moving, turn it up, turn it up, get it in, get it cracking way up, yeah. turn it up, turn it get up. Time to get it jumping if you with the big Come on. Step, kick, swing, dick. Put your fist up. We're listening me. to Do It Like Me by Sugar T. Sugar T joined us in the studio. We also got Carla, CMG Green, and Nastia Bonavskaya, who is KQD Arts uh, Associate Editor, working on this incredible uh, Bay Area hip hop history. That's my word. It's a year long project. Uh, every month we're having different folks from that team come on and talk about Bay Area history on on forum here. Um, one of our listeners writes in to say, Adrian writes, hey, y'all, love the topic today and the whole That's My Word series. As far as great women in Bay Area hip-hop go, I got to shout out the great DJ Pam, the Funkstress. Rest in peace. She was a longtime DJ of the Boots Riley led The Coup, a highly influential, socially aware crew. She was a fixture at Bay Area hip-hop functions and later in her life was even the DJ for Prince, appearing with him on the final shows of his life, including the legendary show at Great American Music Hall. She lit up every room she was in, was a fluid DJ and turntablist whose signature trick was, no joke, scratching a record with her breast. Rest easy, Pam. <laughs> Um, Nasser, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, about DJ Pan the Functions? Oh, absolutely. What a legend. And yes, you can find actually her um, breast scratching on YouTube. <laughs> it's really a sight to behold. But she is an incredible um, battle DJ, um, like the commenter said, was a member of the coup. And then also in the early 90s, she debuted with a mob music duo called Female Funk. And I know we have one of their mm. tracks queued up, if we could give it a yeah, listen. Yeah, let's listen to it. Let's listen to it. Female Funk. This is uh, sucker free. Like point deck and claiming to be a messy, I react. According to high school strikes, then he gets. 
his handle like a candle Cause he felt see the light Seeing with Adam, you're zero and you're breaking Cause he made you, but you're wrong You got gone, here's the number to your picture I'm no stronger and much faster for a man to school Got too much knowledge than to sell for being a dope man fool I'm not minding that you're grinding Cause my cash flow's stronger You're not my man, you just a fan Won't be here much longer I put a string on your heart and fly it high like a kite Might even tip you if I grip you on your butt we are uh, paying our respect to the female pioneers of hip-hop in the Bay Area. We were just listening to uh, Sucka Free by Female Funk, and we've got, we've got some other calls in the line I want to try and get to. Uh, Tracy in Oakland, welcome. Hey, uh, how's it going there? What a wonderful show. Um, I am actually the sister of another caller who just called in amy zins this is tracy young um also the mother of a bay area rapper baby girl nye oh that's baby girl with two eyes um but i also uh, was a friend of carol's uh may she rest in peace uh conscious daughters you know sugar tea uh female artists in the bay area uh, people just don't know but uh, unsung heroes and definitely advanced in the game um, and, and put, you know, women on the map. And I just want to uh, put some respect on your names and uh, give a shout out to, to all the, the great women in the Bay Area, the women that came before this generation of, of, of women artists now and, uh, you know, paved the road for, uh, you know, other rappers to excel and, and succeed. And, um, you know, really, uh, it, it, it's because of, of women like you that made it possible for women to be whomever they want to be, whether they want to sell, you know, sell their, their, their selves through being sexual beings or covering themselves up or whatever it might be. But I think true expression is where it's at. And I just appreciate y'all. I want to pay some respect. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Tracy in Oakland. I thank really, you. we appreciate that. Uh, another, uh, Arian writes in to say, my friend and I were just talking about Bay Area women's rap that did not get the love that East Coast had. Many people still rap their lyrics today. Thanks for gathering a special group uh, of women. Why don't you uh, give, uh, Carla, what's your advice for people who are maybe starting out? One listener asked, you know, what's your advice on starting a career in rap? Well, you know, it's a different climate now. It's, it's different. Um, it's so much easier. You guys got it made pretty much, you know. <laughs> like, when we started, we, we did the, we did the you know, we hit the pavement. We hit the concrete. We was, you know, kicking dirt, kicking rocks, walking around here delivering this music. But really, you know, my thing is, is I, I think a lot of the music has lost its authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are doing it for the wrong reason. You know, I think people are looking yep. for fame and money and where yep. we came from. We, we did it for the love of the art, the mm-hmm. music. And we just wanted to be heard. We had a message to, and a point to prove, right? Yep. So, you know, if anything, I would just say, really, you know, do some homework about, you know, how these streaming dollars work because it's a whole maze of, of that and how to get paid, mm. um, which you guys got, you know, got it made. But, you know, just <laughs> just really do, you know, respect the art. That's it, you know. Yeah. Respect mm-hmm. the art, um, you know, and and just make sure that you love what you do. Yeah. That, that's what I can offer. So, um... Yeah. We're going to come back uh, to this right at the very end of the show. Uh, just wanted to say, you know, for National uh, Poetry Month, we're also featuring a Bay Area poet reading from their work on Friday. So this week, we have Norma Liliana Valdez, who's a Chicano poet from the East Bay. She went to uh, UC Berkeley Extension Writing Program, member of the Macondo uh, Writers Workshop, and a Canto Mundo Fellow, and a founding member of the Chingona Collective uh, Women's Writing Group. This is a poem from her chapbook, Preparing the Body, that was published in 2019 by Yes Yes Books. This is Norma Liliana Valdez reading my poem, 
after ocean. And this is how we danced, shadows lifted from the streets, late February turning our hunger into plums ripe in our palms, the sempasuchil veils of gold. Your whisper lulled night through my hair, my hair a river's current. We spelled our names in heartbeats and spilled ourselves like bracken waters. When our lips did not touch, the moon broke like rain clouds and echoes of her thunder splintered bones, limbs disjointed, the body's inevitable unraveling. Beneath our feet, splitting stones and another cumbia, another current, waxing, waning. Time stood useless, motionless to our farewell, which is to say, I found breath in you, which is to say, the Sensontle song had already left its body. That was Norma Liliana Valdez uh, reading her poem, Preparing the Body, part of uh, National Poetry Month. You know, before we, through the poets, we had another, we had other poets here, uh, these pioneering women of Bay Area rap, and one of our listeners wanted to know advice for um, young Bay Area hip-hop would, would-be rappers. Um, why don't you tell us, uh, Sugar T, your advice? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I definitely um, agree with Carla, and along with what she said um, is, you know, my advice is if, if you're not called to do it just because everyone else is doing it, don't waste mm-hmm. your time because it's going to be hard and you might fall into the wrong parts of it. Um, and it might be a little bit difficult to come back. And as a wellness and beauty and transformation coach, you know, a multiple streams expert, you know, I always encourage people to get multiple streams of income. Like, <laughs> don't just depend on one thing, because then you're not locked into a box of having to be forced to do something. And you don't actually be in a position where you don't show all your skills and gifts and talents, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't have to do just one thing. And sometimes we just get caught up in that. And your legacy is dependent on what are you going to leave here on Earth? So I always say, you know, don't fall into the answer of what you see like every I, I know people get offended about this but sex money drugs alcohol violence stripping and bullying and bragging on yourself is very dangerous mm. I'm in the community I have pro programs mentor projects I'm seeing the beverage in the mess that it has mm. caused because of people modeling this behavior and this is really a serious thing yeah. you know in the community yeah. so please do something different be an innovator come yeah. with something that's real <laughs> and that's real authentic and I think people are starving for that I love that We've been talking about and with the women who pioneered Bay Area rap. We've been joined by Nastia Bonovskaya, associate editor with KQED Arts. Thanks for joining us, Nastia. Thanks so much for having me. Also been joined by Carla CMG Green, one half of the Conscious Daughters. Thank you so much, Carla. Much love. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank you for everything. And we've had Sugar T, rapper and singer from Vallejo. Thank you so much, Sugar T. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoy your um, hip-hop piece wallet that I gave you. Oh, I see it. I yeah, got it right yeah. here. If you guys want some more, I gave <laughs> Nastia one of my new upcoming Soul Sister in the Her Museum package. So if people want to learn about me, you guys Google me at SugarTHerMuseum.org. Come visit the museum. We got the groups going on, um, as well as SprinkleMeBoutique.com to get some good information and good content and positive elements. And, of course, this weekend, I'm going to be at 
at the New Living Expo. The New Living Expo okay. in Mar- uh, San Rafael. Saturday at 6 p.m. I'm doing an experience, a beauty experience. <laughs> and then Sunday at 1 p.m. I'm doing um, a talk so people can come and become a better me at the New Living Expo. That was weekend. Sugar Tea. I'm Yay! Alexis Madrigal. This is Forum. Stay tuned for another hour ahead with guest host Guy Marzarati. Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.